simplysafe.com whole home protection protection for every window room and door against intruders fires water damage medical emergencies and more all monitored 24/7 by professionals ready to dispatch police everything you need to know experts choose simply safe home security because it's named the best home security overall by US news and world report and awarded by popular mechanics and more live professional live professional alerts simply says monitoring staff calls you when trouble is detected and stays with you until it's solved dispatch faster with usual verification adding visual verification to your monitoring plan let's simply say verify your alarm is real so please can dispatch faster it's a lot less expensive tips like cuts out the middleman and markup so you get more security for less with no contact prepared for the unexpected lose power lose Wi-Fi someone attacks the system natural disasters simply safe is ready protects against fires and water damage more than just intruders simply safe pros monitors against leaks floods fires and more keep an eye inside and out with HD security cameras for indoors and out see what's happening all the time designed to disappear from the tiny size of our uh, simply safe sensors to easy one touch control means you'll never notice your security system detects people ignores pets motion sensors use a precision human form detection algorithm compare your security options traditional home security monitored by professionals 36 month contract monitoring costs at 37 to 53 dollars a month hardwired needs landline poor rating on trust pilot simply say the better way monitored by professionals no controls wireless no drilling or landline required great rating on trust pilot easy to set up yourself in no time here's how it works Choose your security sensors. SimpliSafe will walk you through exactly what your home needs and ship it to your front door in under a week. Set it up in just a few minutes. No tools needed or let one of SimpliSafe's pros do it for you. Sensors guard all your rooms and entry points. If there's trouble, since SimpliSafe Monitoring Center will call you and if needed, dispatch authorities. More reasons to choose Simply Safe. Arm and disarm from anywhere. Forgot to arm your system. Need to let someone in. Do it the, the right. Do it right from your phone anytime. Almost never change your batteries. Batteries last for almost a decade in Simply Safe entry sensors. The best lifespan to in this industry. Battery life may vary based on use. Alexa's arm my system. Use your system with Alexa, Google Assistant, August Locks, Apple Watch, and more. Keep an eye on cabinets, safes, and more. Secret, secret alerts will quietly alert you if someone accesses private areas without sounding an alarm. Customize for your home. SimpliSafe will customize your the right system for your home's needs. Incredible range. Many wireless security systems struggle to cover your entire house.
Super Safe can cover large homes with ease. Custom alerts for friends and family. Set up text alerts so friends and family stay in the know. Duress pin. If someone forces you to disarm your system, your duress pin will secretly alert the authorities. Meet the station. The brains comes with a built-in cell connection to rapidly alert our Safe's emergency dispatch system. Try it, test it, love it, or return it. Test SuperSafe in your home for 60 days. Your system arrives ready to work, no drilling or tools needed. If you aren't 100% satisfied, return it for a full refund, and SuperSafe even will pay return shipping. Good morning. Hope you enjoyed your week and ready for another true crime story. Uh, this week is Lisk, the Long Island serial killer. The Long Island serial killer, also referred to as Lisk, the Galgo Beach killer, or the Craigslist Ripper, is an unidentified suspected serial killer who is believed to have murdered 10 to 16 people over a period of nearly 20 years. Mostly women associated with prostitution and left their bodies in areas on the south shore of Long Island, New York. The victims were found along the Ocean Parkway near the remote beach towns of Gilgo and Oak Beach in Suffolk County and the areas of Jones Beach State Park in Nassau County. The remains of four victims were found in December 2010, while six more sets of remains were found in March and April 2011. Police believe the latest sets of remains predate the four bodies found in December 2010. On May 11, 2011, authorities surmised that two of the newest sets of remains might be the work of a second killer. On November 29, 2011, the police stated their belief that one person was responsible for all 10 deaths. They also concluded the case of Shannon Gilbert, an escort who went missing before the first sets of bodies were found, was not related. It is clear that the area in and around the Gilgo Beach has been used to discard human remains for some period of time, said Suffolk County District Attorney Thomas Boda. Police Investigation In May 2010, Suffolk County Police were searching for Shannon Gilbert, a 24-year-old woman from New Jersey who was working as an escort and was reported missing on May 1st of that year. She was last seen in the Oak Beach area after she ran from a client's house where her driver, Michael Park Pack, was waiting outside. In December 2010, a police officer and his dog on a routine training exercise discovered the first body, the skeletal remains of a woman in a nearly disintegrated burlap sack, this girl led to a search and three more bodies were found two days later in the same area on the north side of the Ocean Parkway, Suffolk County Police Commissioner Richard Dormer said four bodies found in the same location pretty much speaks it for itself. It's more than a coincidence. We could have a serial killer. A few months later, in late March and early April 2011, four more bodies were discovered in another area off the parkway near Oak Beach and Gilgo Beach. Suffolk Police expanded the search area up to the Nassau County border looking for more victims. On April 6th, Detective Lieutenant Kevin Smith of the Nassau County Police Department said that his office will further explore and investigate any criminal activity which may be in close proximity to the recently discovered human remains found in Suffolk. Smith also said that Nassau County Police would be coordinating with Suffolk County and New York State Police on the investigation. Five days later, the search for more bodies began in Nassau County. An additional set of partial human remains are, was found, as well as a separate skull 
bringing the potential overall total number of victims found since December 210. On April 22nd, two human teeth are found about a foot from the skull. On June 16, 2011, Suffolk County Police raised the reward from $5,000 to $25,000, the largest offered in the county's history, for information leading to an arrest in the Long Island murders. On September 20th, police released the composite sketches of two of the unidentified, unidentified victims whose remains were found in March and April, an Asian male on and Jane Doe, number six, as well as photos of Julia found on the remains of a female toddler and her mother found on April 4th and 11th, respectively. The toddler's mother was reported as one of the sets of remains found in Nassau County on April 11th. Also on September 20th, police revealed that the second set of remains found in Nassau County in April matched two legs found in 1996 in a garbage bag that had washed up on Fire Island. As of September 22, 2011, the police have received over 1,200 tips via text, email, and phone since the beginning of the investigation. On November 29, 2011, police announced that they believe one person is responsible for all 10 murders and that the person is almost certainly from Long Island. The single killer theory was related to common characteristics along the condition among the commission and forensic evidence related to the bodies. On December 13, 2011, police announced that the remains of Shannon Gilbert were found in a marsh about a half mile from where she had disappeared. A week later, they had found some of her clothes and belongings in the same vicinity. Police believe that Gilbert actually drowned after stumbling into the marsh. Her mother disagrees. Gilbert was last seen banging on a residence door and screaming for help before running off into the night. Gilbert made a 911 call that night saying she feared for her life. On December 10, 2015, Suffolk County Police Commissioner Tim Sinney announced that the FBI had officially joined the investigation. The day before, former Police Commissioner James Burke, who resigned in October, had been indicted for alleged police brutality and other issues. He was said to have blocked FBI involvement in the list cases for years. A spokesperson for the FBI confirmed their official involvement. The FBI had previously assisted in the search of victims, but was never officially part of the investigation. On December 12, 2017, Suffolk County Prosecutor Robert Bayan Cavilla from the county DA's office announced that John Bitroloff, Bitroff of Carpenter from Manorville, Long Island, who was convicted in May 2017 and sentenced in September in the hom- in homicides of two prostitutes in 1993 and 1994, was assessed in at least one of the list murders. Bitroff had been linked into the 1990 murders by DNA. The police made no comment as the list homicide investigation is active. In June 2019, a proposal was made to use genetic gene- genealogy to identify the identified unidentified victims and possibly the killer. Identity of the killer, the media has speculated about a profile of the killer referred to by police as Joe C, unknown subject. According to the New York Times, it's most likely a white male in his, mid, in his mid-20s to mid-40s who is very familiar with the South Shore of Long Island and has access to burlap saps, which he uses to hold the bodies for disposal. He may have a detailed knowledge of law enforcement techniques and perhaps ties to law enforcement, which, thus, which have thus helped thus far helped him avoid detection. Newsday reporters speculated that serial killer Joel Rifkin, a former resident on LI, may have been responsible for some of the older remains found in March in 2011. Four of the victims' complete bodies were never found. In an April 2011 prison interview with Newsday, Rifkin denied having anything to do with the recently discovered remains. Suspects and persons of interest, James Burke. On December 15, 2016, the attorney for Gilbert Fennett said that an escort who had conducted business with former Suffolk County Police Chief James Burke 
claimed he was connected to the Long Island murders on November 26th. Burke had been sentenced to 46 months in federal prison, along with three years of supervised release for beating a man who stole a duffel bag filled with sex toys and pornography from his vehicle. Burke had pleaded guilty in February 2016 to charges of civil of a civil rights violation and conspiracy to obstruct justice. Gilbert's attorney said in December that one escort claimed that she had had rough sex with Burke during an old Oak Beach party. Burke was reported to have blocked an FBI probe of the List case during his time as police chief. John Bittroff on September 12, 2017, Suffolk County Prosecutor Robert Bian Cavella said that John Bittroff, a Suffolk County resident, was a suspect in at least one of the List murders. Brian Cavilla stated that Bittroff was likely responsible for the deaths of other women and that they were similar between the Gilgo Beach crime scenes and Bittroff's known murders for which he was convicted in May 2017 and sentenced in September. Bittroff was arrested in 2014 linked by DNA found on two prostitute, prostitute homicide victims, Rita Tangridi and Colleen McNamee, whose bodies were found in 1993 and 1994 respectfully. The match had been made through DNA submitted by his brother, who was convicted in 2013 in an unrelated case. Bittroff was convicted in May 2017 of these murders, and in September sentenced to consecutive terms of 25 years for each murder. The Suffolk County Police did not comment on the prosecutor's statement due to the active homicide investigation of the Lisk murders. Bittroff's attorney rejected the prosecutor's assertion. A married carpenter... Bittroff had lived in Manorville, three miles from where the torsos of the list victims, Jessica Taylor and Jane Doe, number six, were recovered. Brian Cavilla said that Bittroff was a hunter who, said, who was said to enjoy the killing of animals. The grown daughter of Rita Tangritty, one of Bittroff's known victims, reported, reported to be best friends with Melissa Bartholemy, one of the Gilgo Beach victims. Bartholemy's mother said that her daughter, Melissa had a lot of calls to Mandeville from her phone before her death. Joseph Brewer. Joseph Brewer, an Oak Beach resident, was one of the last people known to have seen Shannon Gilbert alive. He hired her as an escort from Craigslist on the night of her disappearance. Brewer said that shortly after Gilbert arrived at her residence, she began acting erratically and fled into the night. Gilbert was reportedly seen running through Oak Beach, pounding on the doors of homes in Brewer's neighborhood. Around this time, Gilbert called 911, saying that they were trying to kill her. However, police did not find any evidence of wrongdoing, and Brewer was quickly cleared as a suspect. Daughter, Dr. Peter Hackett. Two days after Gilbert's disappearance, Dr. Peter Hackett, an Oak Beach resident and neighbor of Brewer, called the woman's mother Mary Gilbert. She later recounted that she said he was taking care of Gilbert and that he ran a home for wayward girls. Three days later, he called the mother again, denying that he had any contact with her daughter and that he had called Mary Gilbert. Investigators later confirmed through phone records that Hackett called Mary twice following disappearance. The marshy area where Gilbert's remains were found was also noticed as near Hackett's backyard. Gilbert's family filed a wrongful death suit against Hackett in, 20, in November 2012, claiming that he took Gilbert into his home that morning and administered drugs to her, facilitating her death. Later, police revealed that Hackett had a history of incidents up in two or exaggerated role in certain major events. Police also noted that Hackett's wife and two children were home on the night of Gilbert's disappearance. Police later ruled out Hackett as a suspect in the deaths of Gilbert and the Lisk victims. Victims of the ten bodies or sets of remains found since late 2010, the four discovered in December 2010 have been identified as missing sex workers who all advertise their services on Craigslist. Each had been strangled and her body wrapped in a burlap sack before being dumped along Gilgo Beach. All were believed to have been killed elsewhere. 
identified. Maureen Brainerd Barnes, 25, of Norwich, Connecticut, was an escort who advertised service online. Maureen, who was 4 feet 11 inches tall and 105 pounds, was last seen on July 9, 2007, saying that she planned to spend the day in New York City. She was never seen again. Maureen, a struggling mother, worked as a paid escort via Craigslist to pay the mortgage on her house. She had been out of the sex industry for seven months, but she returned to work in order to pay her bills after receiving an eviction notice. Her body was found in December 2010. Shortly after her disappearance, a friend of Maureen, Sarah Carnes, received a call from a man on an un on an unfamiliar number, the man claimed that he had just seen Maureen and that she was alive and staying at a whorehouse in Queens. He refused to identify himself and could not tell Carnes the location of the house. He told Carnes he would call back and give her the address, but he never called again. Carnes said that the man said that man said that the man had no discernible New York or Boston accent. Musa Barth Bartholomew, 24 of Erie County, New York, went missing on July 10, 2009. She had been living in the Bronx and working as escort through Craigslist. On the night she went missing, she met with a client, deposited $900 into her bank account, and attempted to call an old boyfriend, but did not get through. Beginning one week later and lasting for five weeks, her teenage sister Amanda received a series of vulgar, mocking, and insulting calls from a man who may have been the killer using Melissa's cell phone. The caller asked if Amanda was a whore like her sister. The calls became increasingly disturbing and eventually culminated in the caller telling Amanda that Melissa was dead and that he was going to watch her rot. Place traced some of the calls to Madison Square Garden, Midtown Manhattan, and Massapequa, but were unable to determine who was making the calls. Melissa's mother noted that there were a lot of calls to Manderville from Melissa's phone around the time of her disappearance in September 2017. John Bittroff, a carpenter from that town convicted of two other murders, was named as a suspect in the list cases. Megan Waterman, 22, of South Portland, Maine, went missing on June 6, 2010, after placing advertisements on Craigslist as an escort. The day before, she had told her 20-year-old boyfriend that she was going out and would call him later. At the time of her disappearance, she was staying in a motel in Hop Posh, New York, 50 miles northeast of Gilgo Beach. Her body was recovered in December 2010. Amber Lynn Costello, 27, of North Babylon, New York, a town 10 miles north of Gilgo Beach was a sex worker and heroin user who went missing on September 10, 2, 2010. That night, she probably went to meet a stranger who had called her several times and offered $1,500 for her services. As of 2012, Costello says the Cumulate Overstreet, a call girl, has vowed to use in the same Craigslist booking system as a sister, as a sister in an effort to lure the killer. The forces remained scheduled on March 29 and April 4th. We're all within two miles and to the east of those found in December. They include a, a woman, a man, and a toddler, a skull, and a partial set of remains were found on April 11th after the surge expanded into Nassau County. They were found about one mile apart, approximately five miles west of those found in December. Identified Jessica Taylor, 20, most recently of Manhattan, went missing in July 20, 2003. On July 26, 2003, her naked and dismembered torso Missing its head and hands were discovered 45 miles east of Giggle Beach in Manorville, New York. These remains were identified DNA analysis later that year. Torso's, Taylor's torso was found atop a pile of scrap wood at the end of a paved access road off of Halsey Manor Road, just north of where it crosses the Long Island Expressway. Plastic sheeting was found underneath the torso and a tattoo on her body had been mutilated with a sharp instrument. 
On May 20, 2011, it was reported that the remains of a skull, a pair of hands, and a forearm found on March 29th in Algego were matched to Taylor. She had worked in Washington, D.C. and Manhattan as a prostitute. Unidentified. Jane Doe, number six, a human head, right foot, and hands found on April 4th, 2011, were determined to have belonged to an unidentified victim. The rest of her body was found on November 19, 2000, in the same part of Manorville where most of Jessica Taylor's remains were later discovered. The victim's torso were found wrapped in garbage bags and dumped in the woods near the intersection of Halsey Manor Road and Mill Road, adjacent to a set of power lines and a nearby power line access road. Her right foot had been cut off high above the ankle, possibly to conceal an identifying mark or tattoo. The dismembered remains of Jessica Taylor and Jane Doe, number six, were both disposed of in a similar manner and in the same town, suggesting a link. In September 2011, police released a composite sketch of Jane Doe, number six, who was about five feet two inches and was about and was between 18 and 35 years old. It is likely that she worked. It is likely that she worked as a prostitute. Jane John Doe also discovered on April 4, 2011, at Gilgo Beach, very close to where the first four were discovered in December 2010, was the body of what appeared to be a young Asian male who died from blunt force trauma. In September 2011, police released. A composite sketch of the victim, they stated that he had likely been working as a prostitute and was wearing women's clothing at the time of his death. He was between 17 and 23 years of age, 5 feet 6 inches in height, and missing four teeth. He had been dead for between 5 and 10 years. He is believed to have lived as a woman, perhaps being killed when the killer found out he wasn't female. He had some kind of mus musculoskeletal disorder which, could have, which would have affected his gait. Baby Doe. The third body found on April 4, 2011, about 250, 250 feet away from the partial remains of Jane Doe number 6, was that of a female toddler between 16 and 24 months of age. It was a skeleton. The body was wrapped in a blanket. showed no visible signs of trauma. DNA tests remained that determined the child's mother was Jane Doe number 3, whose body was found 10 miles east near Jones Beach State Park. A toddler reported to be a person of color and was wearing gold earrings and a gold necklace. Peaches, Jane Doe, number three, on June 28, 1997, was, was the, dis the torso of an unidentified young African-American female was found at Hempstead Lake State Park in the town of Lakeview, New York. The torso was found in a green plastic Rubbermaid container, which was dumped next to a road along the west side of the lake. Investigators reported that the victim had a tattoo of a heart-shaped peach with a bite out of it and two drips falling from its core on her left breast. On April 11, 2011, police in Nassau County discovered dismembered skeletal human remains inside a plastic bag near Jones Beach State Park, nicknamed Jane Doe No. 3. DNA analysis identified this victim as the mother of Baby Doe. She was found wearing gold jewelry similar to that of Baby Doe. In December 2016, Peaches and Jane Doe No. 3 were positively identified as being the same person. Jane Doe, number seven, Fire Island Jane Doe. Also on April 11, 2011, at nearby Toll Bay Beach, a separate human skull and several teeth were recovered. These remains were linked by DNA testing to a set of severed legs found in, gar in a garbage bag on Fire Island on April 20, 1996. The victim had a surgical scar on her left leg. Other possible victims. These additional kids have not been officially linked to other to the other ten bodies, but are being reviewed by police. Nineteen-year-old Tina Foglia 
was last seen in the early morning hours of February 1st, 1982 at the Rock Music Venue in West Islip. She was known, she was a known hitchhiker. Her dismembered body was discovered by the Department of Transportation workers on February 3rd on the shoulder of the Southern State Parkway. Her remains were placed in three different, three separate plastic garbage bags that were found a few miles north of the Robert Moses Causeway. Which leads to Gilgo Beach and Oak Beach. A diamond ring that Fogley was known to wear was missing, and the DNA of an unknown male was found on the garbage bags. Police have not ruled out the possibility that Tina Fogley was an early victim of the Long Island serial killer. On March 3rd, 2007, <coughs> <coughs> a suitcase containing this torso of an unidentified Hispanic or light skinned African American female washed up. On a beach at Harbor Island Park on, in the town of Mamaronic, the victim had a tattoo of two cherries on her left breast, which is similar in appearance to the tattoo found on Peaches. The former was determined to have been stabbed to death, never identified. The victim was referred to as cherries by investigators. One of her dismembered legs washed up at Cold Spring Harbor on March 21, 2007, and other legs, and her other leg washed up in Oyster Bay in the village of Cove Neck in the the following day, Cherries was dismembered in a fashion similar to three other victims, Jessica Taylor, Peaches, and Jane Doe, number six, meaning they may be linked to other, to the other official victims. On May 17, 2011, the New York Post reported that Long Island police were revisiting other un similar unsolved murders of prostitutes. Named in the article was Tanya, Tanya Rush, 39, a mother of three from Brooklyn, who's this man was found in a small suitcase in June 2008 on the shoulder of the Southern State Parkway in Belmore, New York. Shannon Maria Gilbert, October 24, 1986 to May 1, 2010, was an escort who may have been a victim of the Long Island serial killer. She left for a client's residence in Oak Beach after midnight on May 1, 2010 at 4.51 in the morning. 911 dispatcher received a panic phone call. From Gilbert, who can be heard saying that there was someone after her and that they were trying to kill her. She was last seen a short time later banging on the front door of a nearby Oak Beach residence and screaming for help before running off into the night. After 19 months of searching, police found Gilbert's remains in a marsh half a mile from where she was last seen. In May 2012, the Suffolk County Medical Service ruled that Gilbert actually drowned after entering the marsh. They believe that she was in a drug-induced panic and have concluded that hers was a death by misadventure or inconclusive. Her family believes that she was murdered on November 15, 2012. A lawsuit was filed by her mother, Marie, Mary Gilbert, against the Suffolk County Police in the hopes of getting more answers about what happened to her daughter the night she went missing. Due to the controversy about Gilbert's death in September 20, 2014, famed forensic pathologist Dr. Michael Baden agreed to induct an autopsy of Gilbert's remains in hopes of determining a clear cause of death. Upon examination of Gilbert's remains, Baden found damage to her. Hyoid bones suggesting that strangulation may have occurred. Baden also noted that her body was found face up, which is not common for drowning victims. Despite this, her death is still officially listed by police as an accident. On July 23, 2016, Mary Gilbert was murdered in her home in Ellenwood, New York. Later that day, her young daughter, Sarah Elizabeth Gilbert, was arrested and charged with the stabbing death of her mother. On July, January 23, 2013, a woman walking a dog found remains intentionally buried in a small piece of brush in a sandy area along the shore at one, at the end of Sheep Lane in Lottingtown near Oyster Bay. The remains are believed to be 
to be of a woman between the ages of 20 and 30, possibly Asian. She is wearing a 22 karat gold pig pendant, which may be a reference to in some Asian cultures to the year of the pig. This leads some to believe she died at the age of 29. There was trauma caused to her bones. Investigators believe she was buried before Hurricane Sandy in late 2012. Her case may be connected to the other 10 bodies found 32 miles away in and around Gilgo Beach. On March 16, 2013, a 31-year-old woman later identified Natasha Jugo was last seen leaving her home near Alley Pond Park, Queens. Her car was found along Ocean Parkway and some of her clothes and belongings were found in the sand near Gilgo Beach. The following day, Jugo was described as 5 feet 7 inches tall, 120 pounds with brown eyes and blonde hair. She was last seen wearing a black robe, pink pajamas, gray hooded sweatshirt, <coughs> black coat, and a black boots. Police are unsure whether the case is connected to the Lisk victims. Jugo's family said that she had a history of problems in which she thought people were following her. On June 24, 2013, Jugo's body was washed up on Giggle Beach. In popular culture, numerous films and programs, television programs that cover the case, e.g. 48 Hours, Long Island Serial Killer, One Hour Documented, Air Date July 12, 2011, Long Island Serial Killer, 2013, also known as the Gilgo Beach Murders, an independent feature directed by Joseph DiPietro, People Magazine Investigates, 2016, and Long Island Serial Killer, The Lost Girls, Season 1, Episodes 1 and 2, The Killing Season, U.S. TV Series, the most dangerous game, air date number November 12, 2016, season 1, episode 2, Crime Junkie, episode serial killer, Lisk, released April 16, 2018. Thank you for listening to this tragic true crime story as we pray for the killer to be found. I hope you stay safe, stay home if you can, practice those days if you do go out. Wear a mask, wash your hands during this coronavirus pandemic that extends into 2021 as we hope that the vaccine will allow a normal so we've been wanting to get back to, if that's at all possible. As always, thank you for listening and have a good week.